welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Welcome to episode 50 of the Karen Kenny Show. I'm so excited, you guys. That's 55-0. We made it, milestone. <laughs> we made it without me being hit by a bus or falling down the stairs. And <laughs> I'm alive and well to say that we made it to this episode, you guys. And it wouldn't be possible without you. Like, yeah, I'm the little weirdo up in my room recording these things, but you guys are the ones that make it possible because you tune in and you share it and you leave reviews and ratings and you tag me and you comment. And so you're a lot of the energy that's also behind it. So I'm wicked aware that I could not do this without you. I mean, I guess I could, but like, I, I don't, I wouldn't see the point of kind of like, I would call it like pissing into the void. Like, why would I just keep putting out content if nobody actually was enjoying it? Um, because especially in this medium, it's one thing as a writer, you write for yourself. Um, but for, for podcasts, you, you obviously want to have an audience. So just thank you so much. I think the audience is growing. We're inching up on 20,000 downloads. So that's another pretty cool milestone. So I'll let you know when we get there. Um, but again, just from my hat, from my hat to your hat, I hope you feel it. I appreciate you. I celebrate you. I'm so excited. And uh, this is a, a little victory for you guys too, because <laughs> it wouldn't be possible without you. Okay, I'm going to try to keep this short because I already taped this whole episode once and then there was a glitch with the system and I lost like an hour's worth of work and I was like, oh, but hey, you got to be a professional. You just got to, you just got to suck it up, buttercup, <laughs> as they say, and do it again. So here we are, pot do, here we are, we're back. So this one is going to be called, you guys, Balcony and Basement People, Balcony and Basement People. And I'm going to explain a little bit where, where this came from, okay? So, so for my, uh, my spiritual mentoring clients who work with me one-to-one, um, they get one-to-one sessions with me uh, where it's just me and them, mano, I would say mano e mano or wu mano e wu mano. <laughs> um, there's also group coaching calls and, you know, this Facebook group and all that stuff, but they also get online modules. And there's like 12 modules that also have like PDF downloads with them and worksheets. And, and really it's things that I have found, I call it like the spiritual toolkit. Okay. And so it's like things that I have found either wicked helpful, things that I found myself repeating again and again and again, and just like tools that I wanted to pass on to them that they would have access to like uh, 24 seven, anytime of day and night, they want to like go check it out. <clears throat> so one of them is called balcony people. This is a phrase I have been using for a really long time. And I honestly, it just came into my mind one day. And possibly, it's like, I, I kind of think of it like this. So my, my whole life, pretty much, I have been um, a cheerleader for other people. I was literally a cheerleader in high school, <laughs> but I've always been um, really good. It has been a great joy uh, of mine to build other people up, to cheerlead for them, to edify them, to celebrate them. I just really like it. And I know how good it feels. And I know how important it can be to our own well-being. And not that we want to rely on external validation. Um, 
because if you do that, you're screwed. But I do think it's just one of the nice things about our humanity is our kindness and our ability to see other people and to reflect back to them um, the love, the light, the goodness, uh, the holiness, the, the, the creativity, whatever it is that we, that we see in them. And to have it reflected back to us is a really powerful and beautiful thing. <clears throat> so I've always loved to do it. And um, throughout my dating years, right, so like I've always either dated um, either like talented people. So they were either like athletes or musicians or whatever. So I have found myself a lot in audiences. I have found myself in the bleaches in the stands, cheerleading people, um, you know, all through high school. Um, but then also um, being, at, being at concerts, being at gigs, being at shows. And one of the things I've always loved is that when you're at a sporting event or even somebody's graduation or whatever. I always think it's so funny and fun that like when somebody's name is called, so like whether the band's being introduced, um, you know, or whether you're getting your diploma and as you walk across the stage and they say your name, like your people lose their mind. Like your people just create like a total, what I call like where the wild things are ruckus, a total rompus on your behalf where they stomp their feet. And I imagine they're like waving their jackets over their heads and they're hooting and hollering and like, yeah, we love you. Yeah. Whatever clapping, you know, just making a scene basically. <laughs> and you all know, you might all know already just from that description who your balcony people are. But so this phrase balcony people just kind of came into my awareness and into my mind. <clears throat> and I've always um, used, used it. So I'm going to, I'll just hold it up real quick. You'll see it. So I have my, my PDF download from my, uh, your story to your glory. Um, process that I use with my clients. So I'll just read to you a little bit of what I have kind of call, um, you know, balcony people. So it's the phrase I use to, use to identify that, you know, the sweeties, the friends, the family members, and the human angels that are totally crazy about you. Okay. So these are your super fans. You know what I mean? These are the ones that the people that totally get you, they love you, they support your dreams, and they're a wicked important part of your journey. Because these are also often the people when sometimes you forget yourself and you forget your brilliance, they're really good. They're really good at helping you to, um, to remember that and to reflect it back to you and to remind you of it. So these are the reliable, enthusiastic cheerleaders that would not only show up for your events and successes in life, but would also, while they're there, totally stand up in the balcony at your gig or your speaking event, your TEDx talk, your book reading, your graduation, your sports game, your Ironman race, your wedding, your performance. You guys are getting what I'm saying, right? And they totally stomp their feet, make a total ruckus, et cetera, on your behalf. So whether you call these people your clan, your, your tribe, your crew, your people, these are the ones that genuinely and consistently see you, believe in you, edify you, celebrate you, pick you up and cheer you on. <laughs> so that's how I've always thought of balcony people. And it's so funny because when I had um, my beloved friend, Marion Williamson, come to New Hampshire for the first time, it was in 2016, um, and I invited her to come. And she came and we did an event together uh, at the Capitol Center. Um, I, so I got to introduce her because it was my event. Uh, and then she came back in 2018, but I'll never forget in 2016. <clears throat> so I'm out there and I was out on stage for like 20 minutes, like introducing her and telling stories and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden from up in the balcony, I hear the unmistakable voice of one of my childhood best friends 
sister. <laughs> so my childhood best friend, Lynn Talfin, <laughs> all of a sudden I hear her sister, Gina Marie Talfin, yell something out to me from the balcony. And I like, remember I pointed up to her and I was like, Gina Marie Talfin, Lawrence Chicken House. Of course, Lawrence Chick's going to be the one yelling from the balcony, right? One of my balcony people. So I thought it was so awesome. It just totally proved my point. And I remember saying to my clients afterwards, you remember that, that moment <laughs> at the event the other night? balcony people. That's what I'm talking about. And so that phrase is always kind of like stuck with me. And I think it's so important. So kind of the process that I have my clients go through with balcony people is number one, identify who your balcony people are. Okay. Now look, some of them are obviously, obviously you want most of them to be alive, right? You want human people like who are alive, who can, you know, reflect back to you, talk to you, cheer for you, actually make sound, <laughs> that kind of stuff. But some of your balcony people might have passed on. And I believe they're still with us in spirit. <clears throat> so I always say to people, let's identify, make a list. So they use this little sheet that I just held up for those of you who are not viewing and just listening. Um, they use the PDF attachment and they write down <clears throat> who their balcony people are. So I say to them, number one, identify them. Get really clear on who they are. Uh, pause and, and have a moment of gratitude right? Really reflect on it. Like close your eyes. Once you, once you have written them down, just pause and think about each one and just say a little prayer of gratitude for their presence in your life. Really take a moment to acknowledge it. And then once you've done that, once you've reflected on it, like let's let them know. And I always say, if you can either pick up the phone or send a handwritten note, I mean, email and text and that's all fine. Whatever box that, like I get it. But there's something really powerful about taking the time to actually call somebody or taking the time to handwrite, especially a note. And I think there's something really powerful about receiving something in the mail that shows the handwriting, the actual physical handwriting of somebody who loves you. Um, it, it just can't take the place of a text. That's just me. It just can't. <laughs> so, um, so I say to them, identify who you're about people are, and then take a moment of silence to you know, appreciate them, acknowledge them in your heart and in your mind. And then let them know, reflect it back to them, how much you appreciate them, what a difference they've made, et cetera. And then part two of the balcony people exercise is to write down who you are a balcony person for. And why I love this exercise is it will often reflect either really good news or it will bring a meaning, really good news, meaning you have a lot of balcony people in your life and that you also are a balcony person for a lot of people. Um, and what sometimes people realize is, is that they have a lot of balcony people, but maybe they haven't really been one to a lot of people. They'll start to see these um, inconsistencies or there's these imbalances. And I think it's important that if we're going to be blessed and lucky enough to have a lot of people who love us and see us and celebrate us and support us, that we also pass that on. Um, and you know, and your balcony people are kind of the people that you can experience what I call sympathetic joy with. And these are the people who are truly, genuinely happy for you when something good comes your way, when there's a, you know, w whether it's your business grows or you personally grow or you overcome something or you get new clients or you get a book deal or you finish a chapter, like whatever the thing is, you, you know, you, you, you hit a new PI and you deadlift, like whatever it is, you know what I mean? Um, you made progress in sobriety, you get your year chip, like whatever it is, you want these people who genuinely um, 
genuinely um, support you and see you. But I think it's really important too that you also reflect and recognize um, where you play that role in other people's lives. And if you find that you've been getting more or taking more than you've given, if you're receiving more than you're, you're, you've given, um, in terms, it, it's, a, it's a great little just gentle wake-up call to say, hey, I need to start showing up more for the people in my life too um, and edify them and celebrate them and, um, you know, whatever it is. And again, like I said, we don't want to become like too attached to external validation because I think it can make people a little weird and get like, if you're not careful, like that imbalance there um, around that need for external validation can cause us to become performers and perfectionists and pretenders and people pleasers and you don't want any of that crap. Um, but it's still nice to have the people in your life who love you reflect back to you, your goodness. And of Course in Miracles is a line that I love that says, child of God, you were created to create the good, the beautiful, and the holy. Do not forget this. And what your balcony people really do is they help you not to forget this. So that's the thing. That's where the, the balcony people experience came from my point of view. Okay. So those of you who know me well know that I am kind of, um, I am a lifelong student. I am insatiably sometimes curious. I always ask a lot, a lot of questions because I always like to understand things, know things. Um, like, why does man do what he do, right? Why does he do what he does? <laughs> I know that's terrible grammar, but it makes me laugh. So what's going on, where things come from, where they evolve from or originate from and stuff like that. And so I got really curious when I was thinking about this. I was like, oh, I should talk about balcony people. And I should talk about, you know, and maybe it's because I just have, you know, watched my sweetie uh, up on stages um, over the past couple of weeks. I went to, a, you know, a few different gigs where he was, um, you know, playing with the doctors and Eagles. And also he opened up, he just opened up for a band called uh, Slip Kid with Gary Sharon. And it's like a who, who tribute thing, but he opened the show and uh, people were just coming up to me afterwards. And what's so interesting, um, the way it works in the music business is if somebody knows that you are married to or with or related to or whatever, somebody who's on stage, they sometimes in the crowd might see you first before they see the artist or the performer. So I end up collecting a lot of edification from my sweetie. I end up, I end up taking on a lot of messages of people who, I wouldn't necessarily call them balcony people because they might not be in his life as a personal known, but fans. So I collect a lot of um, edification from my sweetie and then I pass it on after the show. Like, oh, this woman came up to me and said this, and this guy at the table said that, and I, I try to let him know because I know how good it feels, and I, hope not, I know how nice it feels. Um, so your balcony people are helping to reflect uh, the light and the love that you are back to you. That's really powerful. Okay, so I'm wicked curious, and I'm like, balcony people, I'm going to Google that. You know, I want to see if anybody else has ever talked about this or written about this. I don't know. I just get curious all of a sudden. So I Google it, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's actually a book called Balcony People. And I'm like, I got to find out what that's about. So I click on the thing and I go and I find this book and I thought it was out of print. It was like um, 2004, I think it was written. I'll, I'll show it to you right now. So it's called Balcony People. I ended up getting my hands uh, on a copy of this sucker. And it's called Joyce, it's by Joyce Landorf Heatherly. And I was like, I don't even know if this broad is still alive, <laughs> but I'm going to find out. So I Google it. Last I can tell is that in, as of 2015, she was still alive. She's an older woman from what I understand. So I don't know if she is still alive. But so I get this book and I start to read it. And I'm 
fascinated. I'm like, oh my God, there's actually a term balcony people. And you guys know me. I am really, um, I am really, I find that accreditation and, um, you know, giving credit and making sure that you say like, oh, and, and look, I, I've been using this term for a gazillion years. So I'm not saying I don't, I didn't steal it from her. I didn't even know of this woman before that. But once I find out like, oh, there's somebody else who actually wrote a book about it. I want to share about it and just like let people know about it. Okay. So, but here's what's fascinating about Joyce's book. So I go into Joyce's book and I start reading about what she's calling um, balcony people. And so I start to scroll down and then she mentions this other guy and she says, oh, Keith Miller, the writer, Keith Miller. And so I find out eventually that the, the three people um, that I'm going to name and then I'll, I'll name Freud and you'll know, <laughs> know more in a second. But these three women tend to be like Christian writers. And, you know, I don't, that has nothing to do with anything other than I thought it was really fascinating that they were all kind of linked to each other. And then when I Googled them all, I'm like, oh yeah, they're all either, they were either writers of Christian work or they were pastors or counselors or theologians. And I just thought it was really interesting because one of the things that I do love, um, you know, I was a Catholic kid and while I may not necessarily, like, I never say I'm a recovering Catholic because that's not how I feel. I've just taken what's worked for me in the Catholic religion and I let the other stuff go. So it's not like I even, I really, it's not like when, when I've, I've been in situations where people are like, so who here identifies as Christian? And like, I don't raise my hand, but if they were, if they, if the question was different or if they said who identifies as Catholic, I would kind of do a half raise and say, oh, I was raised Catholic. But if they were like, who loves Jesus? I'd be like, oh yeah, that's me. Jesus is my homeboy. He's my guy. <laughs> because what I love about Jesus, whether you look at him through the lens of, of, um, through, you know, just how it's been passed down through a religion versus if you can look at him just as a mythological figure, as a mystic, that's how I kind of look at Jesus as a mystic, a radical, a radical, and he might, he's even a little bit of a heretic, which is what I love about him, but he was so radical. And I always say, you know what, Jesus, Jesus is another one of God's kids. It's just that Jesus um, really did a lot of work and he basically let go of everything that wasn't God's love. And he basically shows us what's possible. And so like, even when it's like, you know, um, when they talk about the teachings of Jesus, I'm always down with it. And I'm like, you don't even have to be a person who has a faith tradition to, to or a spiritual tradition or a religious background to dig Jesus. Because I'm just like, dude was just on point with the love stuff <laughs> and the forgiveness stuff and the mercy and the tenderness and the compassion, right? You're man of the people. That's how I see my, that's how I see my brother Jesus. So anyway, so all these Christian guys, and I'm, th I'm like, oh, I think what I love about balcony people is it reminds me also from their perspective, it kind of reminds me of um, how amazing it is. Um, there's, there's this really funny video, you guys, if you haven't seen it, and I'm not trying to make fun of anybody, but every time I see this video, it makes me smile and it makes me laugh. And it's like this, I don't even know, it's so old. When you see the outfits in it, you'll be like, oh my God, but there's this video. There's this video of this like little like Christian um, singing group, <laughs> like a band. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. And they sing this song. They have like the big lapels and they're just like, din, 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 the music and the song is like, I have a friend in Jesus. And it's like the snappiest little tune. So whenever I kind of like pick up things that like, you know, kind of revolve around Christianity or whatever, I start to laugh and I start to sing that song. And I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. <laughs> All right. And we're back. Okay. So anyways, I'm reading Joyce's book about balcony people. And she says, I got the phrase from Keith Miller. Who's this other writer? And then I looked that up and Keith Miller is like, well, I got it from 
Carl, what's his name? Carlisle Mani. And like, but their original phrases, and I'm going to kind of, I'm going to go like this. So, so basically, Carlisle Mani, as far as I can tell, was the first one to start using that phrase, balcony people. And then through reading his work, Keith Miller picked it up. And then through reading Keith Miller's work, Joyce Landorf picked it up. And I'm like, and then somehow I just got it in my head. And here's the thing, another little side note. So A Course in Miracles says that like all minds are joined. There's like one collective mind which makes so much sense to me because scientifically, I'm sure, and if you haven't, Google it, but the scientists have always found it so amazing um, how like there will be an island of monkeys like way over here. And for those of you who are listening and not watching, I'm spreading my arms really far apart. Okay, so way over there, there'll be an island of monkeys. And then on another island, way over there, like these guys have no way of getting to each other. There's no way they're communicating, all right, across the ocean. There'll be an island of monkeys over there. Then all of a sudden the monkeys on island A will start to figure out how to use like a rock or something as a tool to smash open like a fruit thing or whatever, right? And then all of a sudden, somehow, magically, quote unquote, excuse me, magically on the other island, all those suckers, all those monkeys start to figure out how to do it like around the same time. It's like, uh, what's happening? And I would just say, oh, because it's we, we all have a shared mind. <laughs> it was one, one mind all connected. Okay. So, um... And we're back about that. So I was just thinking about like, so I wonder how balcony people kind of came into my consciousness all those years ago, because I've never heard of these people. <laughs> so I did a little research today. And like I said, when I discover something, I really, I really want to share it. And so one of the things that Keith was saying is that Carlisle had mentioned that not only are there balcony people, but there's what the Freudian um, psychologists, psychotherapists, I guess you would call them, um, call basement people. And I was like, whoa, this is so good because another interesting thing, or maybe it's just interesting to me, but you're listening. So I'm going to share it with you. I often talk to my spiritual mentoring clients about how humans are kind of like, I think of them as like a house. And on the first floor, like where most of the living gets done, like the kitchen, the living room, the TV room, the playroom, uh, the bathroom, like whatever, like that's the area that we often let people into, right? Where you're going to come into my house. And that's also the area where if somebody's coming over for a visit, you like hustle to try to clean that shit up. So nobody thinks that you're living like a pig or a slob, right? So it's like, oh my God, they're coming clean everything, right? So I'm like, oh, people are really good about cleaning up the first floor level, like how things appear to the outside world. Lots of air quotes going on here. But we're not that excited to go down into the basement, right? Where it's dark and dank and musty and moldy and a little scary and there's cobwebs in the corner and who knows how long that shit's been down there and you don't even want to look down there. <laughs> and I'm like, and then there's also an attic right? Where it's a little bit just like, it's less dark and damp, but it's like, it's dusty and it's a little creepy. And you don't know who's sitting up in that old rocking chair by the window. <laughs> so like, what's going on up there? But we like to spend a lot of time on that first floor, making it look pretty. We like to decorate it and make it nice. But the work, the work in spiritual mentoring and the work I'm sure in like, you know, I'm not going to speak for Freud, because um, Freud used to call it, so all right, let me make my point, and then I'll come back to Freud. So what I say is we have to be willing in spiritual mentoring to go down into the dark basement and take what's down there and bring it up into the light where it can actually be healed, where your trauma 
and your past history and your, your victimizations and your stories, right, can be rewritten and revisioned and healed and all this stuff. So it's just interesting that they're called basement people because I've often talked about how we all have our own basements. Now, here's what's fascinating. And I drew, actually drew a little picture for you guys. So for those of you who are watching, you're going to clearly see it. But for those of you who aren't, I'll try to describe it for you. So I drew this picture to try and get you um, to, to see kind of like what Freud was talking about. And I did it in this, this picture that um, basically that Joyce had talked about the way that Keith talked about it, okay? So I just drew a big circle on a page in the middle of the page. And about a quarter of the way down, maybe even a third of the way down, I drew a line straight across. So that now there's a line that goes straight across and it kind of cuts, um, cuts the circle in two. So there's a lower portion and there's a top portion. And in the top portion, I wrote balcony people. And in the lower portion, I wrote basement people. And I just did a bunch of like scribbly to, to, to depict the darkness, okay? So it's, it's dark and it's bleak down there. And that's where the basement people are. Now, what's so fascinating about this is the word basement people actually comes from Freud, who would talk about your subconscious. And he would actually call it sometimes the unconscious, right? So there's the unconscious and the subconscious. And then there's the conscious place where we're meeting other people and living, which is often where the balcony people are too. And then in the yoga world, they have what's called the superconscious, or you know, kind of the spiritual traditions. I'll say not just yoga, but there's like the superconscious, which is kind of above all of this. And in the superconscious, and we're not going to talk about that too much, other than to say that's where I believe your spiritual team lives, right? Is up in the in the highest mind, in the remembrance place of God's love, and that's where this perfect love and intuition. That's where the healing takes place. That's where there's transcendence, and that's where. Um, the highest self, the higher self lives. So you can kind of just think of it like this, right? So you're going to see. So the reason why I'm showing you this graph of this circle with the murkiness of the basement people, and then you have the balcony people, and then above that, you kind of have the spiritual, the super conscious where the spiritual team dwells, right? And I'm telling you about this because Freud used to talk about the, the consciousness, right? Our minds and how we, how we kind of navigate things as um, having being down in the basement. And the, the, I, when I talk about this, when, so when I say like it, when we go to do something, let's say we have an idea, let's say we're going to take a leap of faith, we're going to start a business, we're going to, whatever the thing is, you have a dream, you're going to go after it, you, you want to be a writer or a dancer or a musician or creative, or you want to start, like I said, start your own gig, open a business, do whatever. And you have those people in your life who doubt you, who belittle you, who make you feel bad, tell you you're stupid, like in all those things from your, your subconscious or your unconscious mind, the things that we were told as little kids, right? Fill in the blank, fill in the blank. What didn't get said to us, right? Like you're stupid, you're, you're, you're lazy, you're fat, you're not smart enough, you're too this, you're too that, you're not enough this, you're not enough that, you're not worthy, you're not lovable, I, you are a mistake, I regret you, I wish I never, blah, 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 like all the stuff. And even what's interesting about the subconscious or the unconscious, where the basement people are, like the cellar, the cellar dwellers, <laughs> the probable thing about them is that even if they're dead, it's not like the voices go with them because our subconscious mind will keep those tapes playing 
even without them there hitting the play button. We actually take over the task for them. So it's like this kind of really powerful thing to think about. Well, the balcony people are like up here in the light, reflecting back the light and the goodness and the holiness of me, right? And then we have the basement people who are sometimes still haunting us from 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And we're still kind of doing battle with these things. And so um, I'm bringing this up because just as it's important to know who the balcony people are in your life, you should also have a pretty good grip on who the basement people are in your life. And if you are surrounded with a lot of basement people, what that kind of tells me is you're probably hanging out in the fucking basement and you might want to go up the stairs and get out. <laughs> Get out of the basement. And sometimes your mind stays down in the basement, right? Which is a little different than your mind being in the gutter, but I think you know what I'm saying. So these are the seller voices, these seller voices of the basement people. You know, it's like you also want to be aware too if you are sometimes a basement person for other people in your life. And it might be your siblings. It might be people you're jealous of. It might be people you have unresolved um, wounds from, often people you haven't forgiven yet. Um, and it's just not healthy. It's not good. This is often where the, in the basement is where a lot of our trauma is stored. And we have to, like, we have to face these things and get help in facing these things. And I still do. Like, I always say, like, um, you know, I always say, unless you're like Jesus Christ himself or the enlightened Buddha, some ascended master, as long as you're here in a body, you're probably going to need some help with something. And so my spiritual journey continues too. I'm still doing work on old trauma. Like some, every once in a while, like right now I'm in the thick of it in a way. Um, that's a story for another day and really learning like, oh, I, I still have some, some trauma in there. And my sweetie always laughs at me because he's like, um, like I'll say to him, um, I, I just found out that like I, I had a traumatic childhood and he always looks at me like, ah, no shit, Sherlock, because I just saw it as my life. I hadn't really thought about it as like, oh, I had been traumatized, right? So it's just a fascinating thing. So what I'm saying is all of us, you know, all of us, good mentors know it's helpful to have help in good mentors. And so I have mentors who help me so that I can keep being helpful to others because I really want to clear out my basement. I want to help my body get rid of, like, you know, Bessel van der Kolk. If you have not read his book yet, especially if you're a, um, if you consider yourself, quote unquote, a healer or um, a yoga teacher or um, a therapist of some kind or, you know, whatever it is, like if you're in the healing arts, you should read the book, The Body Keeps the Score. So I read the book when it first came out. I think the hardcover maybe came out in like 2013. I, I know the soft cover, the paperback came out in 2014. So I read it back then and I'm rereading it again now because it, it's so powerful. And so, so much of our body kind of becomes like a basement too when we have unresolved or undealt with trauma. And some of it was so terrifying that it was so super deep in the unconscious that we didn't even know it was there. And so we often need help bringing it up in a safe way so that we can move beyond it so that we can stop being a basement person ourselves so we can get up into the light and, and have it be healed. And then we can eventually kind of transcend up into a higher state of what we really are, which is spirit. You know, we're not these bodies, but these bodies hold on to trauma like a sponge. It gets in your cells and in your tissues and we often need help with that. 
So the overarching thing today, you guys, is I want you to really be thinking about the balcony people in your life. Know who they are, celebrate them, be grateful for them, let them know you appreciate them. Who are you a balcony person to? And then also knowing who in your life is a basement person. And um, where is, oh, like what's happening down, what's happening down in the basement? And I jokingly say, and in the attic. Let's clean those suckers up so that we can actually um, be helpful. And if you find that you have, um, you know, like if you're, how do I say this? If you can't really identify your, ah, no, I shouldn't even say that. I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm rewinding. Um, we often know who our basement people are. I can say to people like, so, you know, who picked on you? Who was unkind to you? Who hurt you? And it's like, boom, 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 boom. Some of them still alive. Some of them still dead. But hopefully this is what forgiveness is for this process of forgiveness. You guys have heard me say it like so many times, like this being human is the fucking forgiveness Olympics and I'm going for the gold. And, and what that means to be going for the gold is I have to be willing to face <clears throat> the stuff that hangs out in the basement. And, um, and in the beginning, you might even be like, I don't even know how to do that, but I'm telling you that there is help out there. And that's why I do spiritual mentoring work. It's like, I, I had to go first in my own life. I often say this, I had to be my first client and everything that I'm teaching. I'm also sometimes learning and relearning. And what I mean is, is that you learn so much through teaching a thing. And so I don't teach all this stuff like, oh yeah, I got it all fucking figured out. I don't need any help. Like I'm per it's not that at all. I know, I know how difficult. And I always say this, it doesn't have to be so hard. And what I mean by that is I know it can feel really hard. But why we do this spiritual mentoring work and why we do this kind of um, healing work is so that it doesn't have to be so hard, that we know we're not alone. We know that we belong. We know that there's spiritual toolkits. We know that there's books and therapists and mentors and coaches and, you know, all kinds of people, body workers and stuff like that who can help us kind of come out of the basement up into the light. So um, that's what I got for you today. I was just really excited to talk about this because I remember when I started thinking about the visual of balcony people, it always makes me happy. Um, and I think of your balcony people as also being on your spiritual team, which you guys have heard me talk about, like ad nauseum. Like you've heard me talk about it so often. Um, my, a lot of my balcony people are on my spiritual team because these are the people that have my back. These are the people that are loyal. These are the people that love me. These are the people that celebrate me. Um, and like, you know, let me put it like this. If you ever find out really good news for yourself, whatever it might be, you want a million dollars, you got a raise, um, you're pregnant, um, like fill in the blank, right? You got a scholarship, like um, you, whatever, whatever. I mean, there's a thousand scenarios that, you know, you're, you, whatever the thing was, you were able to take a vacation, you got time off, like whatever it is, like your book, like I said, your article gets published. If there's somebody in your life that you're afraid to say it to, to tell, because you know that it will somehow either make them upset or jealous, and you find that you have to shrink yourself or make yourself small so that they don't get insecure or weird or jealous, or it must be nice, and aren't you lucky, like that kind of attitude, they are not your balcony people. They are not the people that are going to celebrate you. They do not know how to practice sympathetic joy. And also let me say this, it can be very normal amongst people who do similar work, right? You'll hear writers all the time say like, 
like, oh man, so-and-so got a book deal. It was like, ah, you know, like I don't feel that way. I'm always happy. Honestly, I am genuinely always happy when I find out somebody um, got a book deal, especially if they're a real writer, right? Like if they, if, if they get published and they're a real writer and they've been working at it and they, they, they like, you know, it's like, it's like, yeah, they've, they, they've earned this and they deserve it. And they're a great writer and like, da, 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 da. I'm always happy for them. I think it's amazing because again, all minds are joined. We're all brothers and sisters. If one of us elevates, the rest go with them. Sympathetic joy, like I'm excited for them. So if I ever find myself feeling like I have to hold back around somebody because I can't tell them something because I don't trust them, I don't trust them how they're going to handle it, how they're going to take it or what they're going to say back to me, I know they are not my balcony people. And in fact, they might be my basement people. And in fact, it might be time for them to go. <laughs> Clean out the basement. <laughs> So you guys, I hope this was helpful in some way. If you have any questions, obviously, like let me know. Um, and um, if you're listening to this and you're curious about the drawing and what that looked like, I'll hold it up one more time. So it's kind of like the circle. And when you look at this part of the basement people where I kind of drew in all the black maca where it's really murky, what the basement people do is they try to keep pulling you back down into the sticky, murky, gross black water the dirty water, right? They just keep, they don't want you to actually succeed. They don't want you to get quote unquote too big for your britches. They don't want you to think you're better than anybody. They don't want you to really shine too bright. So those are the people that will keep trying to keep pulling you back into the basement, back into the murky water. It's almost like they're trying to drown your spirit in a way. And I'm not even saying that they do this consciously. It's because they suffer from their own probably lack of having had a lot of balcony people in their own life. So rather than learning how to celebrate a friend or a loved one, they get jealous, they get scared. Um, they, they, you know, they're not able to fully kind of embrace um, somebody else's um, good fortune or whatever, fill in the blank. And so um, you don't wanna, you don't wanna be sucked down by the succubuses <laughs> of the basement. <laughs> Woo, I'm getting punchy, you guys. I've been doing this now two hours. All right, so I'm gonna leave it at that. Again, um, here's the thing. I always have to, I would be remiss to say this. So I love hanging out with you guys virtually. I love being able to have like, you know, like the fact that I think about sometimes like, wow, there's like a hundred, whatever it is, 200 people, whatever it is listening. Like I'm piping into their little ears and into their heads and into their minds and their lives and their homes. And it's so beautiful. And it's amazing that we get to connect this way because some of us live really fucking far apart, right? <laughs> Wicked far apart. But this is why I also do in person in-person retreats and stuff like that because nothing nothing takes place and that's why spiritual community and spiritual fellowship and this is why i like things like support groups and churches and you know whatever it is book clubs like when people gather together in person yoga classes like blah blah it's so powerful um you even see it like you know take this away that i mean it like at the super bowl when all the fans pile into one place the energy is palpable it's very powerful experience so this is why i do in-person events so if you ever want to come hang out you guys i'm doing like three or four um Workshop? No, not just workshop. What are those things called? Retreats. <laughs> I'm doing a one-day retreat uh, in April. I have some speaking events coming up. I have some yoga and writing um, one-day workshops I'm going to be doing. I have a one-day retreat in Maine in April. It's just going to be awesome. So I would love to see you in person. So come join me. Just go to the website 
Karen Kenny, K-E-N-N-E-Y.com to check it out. Um, also, again, let me just say thank you. If you've listened this far, this long, I appreciate you so much. I know how valuable your time is. If you listened to the last episode about um, the art of paying attention, about slowing down, because I know time is such a valuable resource. So the fact that you've chosen to spend some time with me, it warms my heart. <laughs> thank you so much. And um, really, you guys... Um, I'd love to know who your balcony people are. So if, if you like this episode, one of the ways that, that I get to spread the love is I can't do it without you. You know, I need your help. I'm one person and I honestly just get sick. And t- I don't want to, like, I don't want to like be like, you know, constantly promoting myself. That's not that fun for me, but I can help to, to spread the love and spread the good word with your help. So whether you go on to Apple Podcasts and you leave a rating or a review, because that's always wicked helpful. Um, if you tag me, if you tag me somewhere on social media, whether it's an IG story or an Instagram post or a Facebook post, um, please tag me just so I can say thank you because it genuinely means so much to me that you do this. And I love the opportunity to say thank you and to cheerlead you, <laughs> you know, a little bit too. Uh, balcony people, for life. You know, I appreciate that. So, um, so do that. And I just, again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. And, uh, I'm cheerleading you and I'm celebrating you and I appreciate you all so much. And I see you and I love you and wherever you go, may you be a blessing. May you leave the people, the places and the pets, the animals, uh, the creatures, uh, the environment better than how you found it. Hope you have a great rest of your week, you guys. Love you. Bye. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. (laughs) I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, Keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.